your identity is based on what you believe the most important voice in your life says or thinks about you. And it kind of hit me. I thought that that's true. And then he went on and he fleshed it out and he said, if you don't stand secure in who you are, then you will seek to shore up that identity through externals, through awards, through accolades, through achievements, through applause of other people. You will look outside of yourself for something that should already inherently be whole and secure in you. Hey friends, this is Andy. Just taking a break from the podcast here. I wanted to direct your attention down to the show notes below where I've set two links there for you, among several others. Uh, The first two links that I want you to pay attention to are this. Uh, Number one, there is a course on Infinite ROI. If you want us to walk you through it and you prefer to learn, to rewatch, to watch, you want someone to explain the entire framework to you, you can take advantage of that paid course. Secondarily, there is also a link if you're a person that just wants the worksheets and thinks, hey, if I've got the content, I can absolutely sit alone at the coffee shop, uh, take the time to do this, uh, maybe on the weekend while everybody's watching football or while you're sitting after work and you're just kind of relaxing, you're in one of those moments. Uh, The worksheet is down there for you as well, and that will, uh, self-guided, just ask you the questions and lead you straight through Uh, what we call the path. It's a seven-part framework that really talks you through the entire premise behind this. It takes you through, number two, your personal background, to three, uh, really defining the potential that you deliver, where, where you take people, the output of them working with you. We talk through number four, proposals, offers, and that's really where we move and shift, saying you've got to give people a way to transact business with you. When they when they come to you, they really want to know two things. What do you do? That's the potential. And how do I how do I do it? How do I take advantage? That's the proposal, the buy now uh, right there. Uh, number five on the path is the plain statement of the obvious. That is your marketing message. That is clearly articulating everything that they want to know, including overcoming objections and including some of the testimonials and showing them really just breaking it down for them how to transact that business with you and what's going to lead them forward uh, your path. Uh, Number six is the plan for their long-term success. So it's not just about a single transaction or a single product or single offer, Uh, no matter how low ticket or high ticket or even free, that service may be, you want to take them on a journey long-term. And then finally, seventh, we talk about people in connection. You don't just communicate with people one time and then leave them. Regardless of where they are on the journey, you stay with them, you connect, you reconnect, you ultimately build the relationship. And so uh, this path right there is for you. Again, uh, infinite ROI, take advantage of the full course below, or if you prefer to do it yourself, absolutely download the free PDF. It's all available for you. I was attending a conference. It's been about a year and a half ago. And 
a speaker stepped up on stage and he said something like this, your identity is based on what you believe the most important voice in your life says or thinks about you. And it kind of hit me. I thought that that's true. And then he went on and he fleshed it out and he said, if you don't stand secure in who you are, then you will seek to shore up that identity through externals, through awards, through accolades, through achievements, through applause of other people. You will look outside of yourself for something that should already inherently be whole and secure in you. And so I I thought about that, reflected on that for the past uh, season. You know, I've got a book on identity that I had just finished. I had a course on identity, some other resources. Identity is an issue that I've struggled with before. It is a major issue, and it doesn't just affect us personally. It affects us in business. Here's the other side of it. The things you do... Although they should not create your identity, they flow from your identity. They flow, overflow from who you are. And so even though those things may result in awards, accolades, achievements, applause, it's almost like sometimes we run them in the wrong direction. They should run from the inside out, not from the outside in. And when you have a healthy, whole, secure leader, that can set the tone and culture and change everything. I think we should do a whole podcast on that topic. For for this podcast Not or for right the now, other one? But like later. No, like for the Amplify podcast or for like the one that's on like, you know, my other website. Yeah, I mean I just I think it's something that's not talked about but should be. Well, we've been now for, this is the second episode in the Infinite ROI series, Infinite Return on Investment. Most people listening to this know exactly what that is. Here's one thing that I really settled into when I was scripting out the notes, sitting at the coffee shop there, told people the story in the previous episode about being in Atlanta. Um, and, and then ironically, I had to finish it at another coffee shop here in Birmingham when we got back the next Monday is... If that's true, and if you have a call on your life and you're secure in that identity, and you're leading an organization, especially if you founded the organization or founded the nonprofit, or let's even say it like you're leading at a church, like in some sense, your call and the call of that organization should be aligned. There should be a congruence. Now, it doesn't mean that that organization is who you are. That's not your identity. Yet at the same time, there should be this high level of almost just parallel lines working together of one and the other. I, th- I think this is a big topic. I mean, I, it's not until you start talking about it that you realize how important it is. And even people that have good intent are sometimes not in alignment. And they don't realize it. Or, 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 yeah, I, I agree with that. Or, or maybe they are, but they've never even thought of. The reason that I enjoyed this work so much here is because, like, there's purpose behind it. And that's 
that's okay. Here's what I want to do. Uh, in the previous episode, we started talking about infinite ROI and I gave people the introduction to that. I want to play some of the training, just the actual training that I recorded from point number one of seven on the infinite ROI path. So there's a path, a whole framework that you can take to get your messaging right on all of this. But it really begins with the, the call. In fact, the, the core concept here is an organization's profit engine and the organization's purpose. And I even think that that might be yours as an individual purpose should be aligned, especially particularly if you are the leader. Let's, let's roll into it. Let's do number one is the premise. And I'm going to remind you, go ahead and take out the workbook, the worksheets that you have, because as you go through that, you're going to see some things. I'm going to point them out to you when you get here that you're going to have some ideas. You want to jot down some notes. I would tell you, you're not going to want to finish that worksheet, not going to want to finish it while we're doing this video, or perhaps you're listening to it on audio. Uh, you're going to want to do that. You're going to want to jot some ideas down right now, but you're going to want to visit and revisit this and you're gonna to wanna to get some of the people that matter the most to the mission of you and your organization into that conversation as well so they can help you refine that. And at the end of that, you know, you're gonna have everything you need to take this workbook, worksheets, hand this to the marketing person at your organization, hand this to your web developer, hand this to the secretary, hand this to the person that's making brochures, business cards, email signatures, email funnels, email sequences, all of that is going to be taken care of for you. That's what this message is going to do. You're going to be able to take it and state what you do on your website, sales pages, email marketing campaigns, newsletters, other places, wherever social media you share your messaging. So the head work and the heart work of all of this, they've got to originate with you, but you do want to invite others into this process early especially if you have team members executing your ideas. If you don't, I would love to talk to you about that and see how we can serve you at an even higher level. Okay, so number one, the premise. The premise is this. There's a core concept for every single one of these seven movements. Core concept of the premise is an organization's purpose and profit engine. So what they do and how they make money should be aligned, especially if you are the leader and you have influence over that. Okay, so what you do and how you make money, those two things should be aligned. Now, I, I know that sounds like a no-brainer, but, but it's one of those things that's so obvious that often we skip it. Now, let, let me give you maybe some background on some of this. There's place in your workbook to start writing some of this information down. 10x potential. Now, uh, this past year, uh, I met a man by the name of Andy Mason. He leads an organization called Heaven and Business, and this is one of his core ideas, 10x potential. Let me tell you where it comes from. He looks in the Old Testament, he sees Daniel in Daniel chapter 1, verse 20. Uh, you remember Daniel and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they are carted off from Jerusalem to Babylon, the Babylonian exile in Israel's history. And the king has these dreams, the Babylonian king, and nobody 
can interpret them. And eventually Daniel rises through the ranks because he, um, there with the best and brightest of Babylon, is able to interpret the king's dreams and then serve them at an even higher level. Here's what the scripture says. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them. Who? Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These young guys, they were teens, maybe, maybe in their early 20s, but probably younger than that. He found them 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. He found them 10 times more excelled than the best and brightest of the land. Now, in the New Testament, Jesus brings up an interesting idea. Again, these are Andy Mason's ideas, not mine, about your 10x potential. Jesus is speaking about John the Baptist, and he says, Truly I tell you, among those born of a woman, there has not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. So what he's just done is said that John the Baptist, to put it in perspective, would be 10x uh, at least than the magicians and enchanters in the whole kingdom of Babylon because Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were 10x that. And John the Baptist, there's not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. But but notice this next statement. Yet, whoever is least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. So what we've just seen is that you being in the kingdom, John the Baptist was really the, the tail end of the law. And now the kingdom of God is present. Remember, John the Baptist was the one that was declaring that the kingdom was about to come. Jesus came. The kingdom is here. So now it's here. And whoever's least in the kingdom, so that, so that means wherever you rank yourself compared to, uh, you know, all the other people that are in the kingdom. If you go, well, I'm, I'm certainly like the least of, yeah, no problem. There's not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist, including Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were 10 times better than all the magicians and chanters in the whole kingdom. Yet, whoever's least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. You are 10x. Now, it's interesting because Jesus, he, he said this, not only is whoever's least in the kingdom greater than John the Baptist, he said that I truly tell you, whoever believes in me will do all the works I've been doing, and they will do even greater things than I've been doing. Greater things than Jesus, because I go to the Father, John 14, 12. Paul said it like this in the book of Colossians. He said that now Christ is in you, and that is your hope of glory. Now, this is true for anyone in the kingdom. Anybody at all. So it's obviously we're coming at this from a perspective of faith. And here are some of the concepts that we then start putting together. Anyone can be called. A painter can be just as called as a plumber, who can be just as called as a principal, who can be just as called as a politician or a preacher. Now, growing up, you might have thought the only ones that are called are the preachers. No, no, no. If anyone who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist, who was greater than Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel, who were 10x greater than the most brilliant in Babylon. And now we're in an era where Jesus says, you're going to do greater things than even 
I've done, because I've gone to the Father, anyone can be called with that 10x advantage. Whether, again, you're a painter, a plumber, a principal, a politician, a preacher, or anything else. That's truth number one of three. Truth number two of three is this. God shows up when we invite him into the workplace. So there's there's no area in the world, in the universe, that's not under the domain of Christ, even the place where you work. And so when we invite him in, why would you do that? Because you're called. So wherever you go, he goes because Christ is in you. So when you go to the marketplace, whatever it is that you do, you're called and he shows up. And truth number three is when he shows up, he shows up and he does the things that only he can do. Now, that means when he shows up, everything elevates. You, you could think about this, not, not just profitability would elevate, in my opinion, but the way you do business elevates. Integrity goes up. The way you treat employees, it changes dramatically. You might give them might more time off. You might give them more learning opportunities. You might give them a way to excel, to grow, to expand, to develop their horizons. The way that you treat customers goes up. You you might do something different. Why? Because you're called. And your call goes everywhere you go. And when you go to the marketplace, God wants to show up. He shows up. Things change. The level of accountability may, oddly enough, increase. Why? Because we work under the authority and auspices of a king, not just human instruments. So you read through the book of Colossians, Paul says, whatever you do, whatever you do, work at it with all your might, knowing you're not serving a human master. You're not serving a human customer, even you're working for the Lord. So everything functions at a higher level. Now, this for sure is a, is a mind shift. Uh, Dan Miller, in his book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, he, he writes this concept. I've, I've included this before in several things that I've taught. He says there's a Hebrew word, avodah. It's a beautiful word. It's a it's the word from which come both the words work and worship. Now, to the Hebrew man, remember Jesus was a Hebrew man. His Thursday morning activities were just as much an expression of worship as being in the synagogue on the Sabbath. I remember this quote continues, by the way, I remember watching Chariots of Fire. And in that story, a runner says, when I run Eric Lytle, I feel the Lord's pleasure. When I run, my guess is for you, 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 you probably know what it is. When, when you're doing spreadsheets, you sense the Lord's pre- pleasure. When, when you're d- doing music, when you're writing, when you're teaching, when you're leading, when you're serving, when you are a a physician, when you are nursing, when you are crafting the message, when you are running into the burning building as a fireman, when you are training others to excel, when you're doing whatever it is that you do, you sense the Lord's pleasure. And I say, don't run from that, run to that, because in the Hebrew mindset, work and worship were aligned. Now, here's the quote continuing. Nothing in scripture depicts the Christian life is divided into sacred and secular parts. 
Rather, it shows a unified life, one of wholeness in which everything we do is service to God, including our daily work, whatever that work may be. Now, think about these words, vocation, vocal, and calling. I referenced them earlier. There, there used to be this idea that people had that when they got into a vocation, there was this idea that they were in a real sense called to it. Now, so often, if you're a kid, especially, you get chores, you think, oh, it's, it's, it's a curse. It's, oh, but let me, let me remind you this. If you go back into your Bible all the way to the book of Genesis, and you start reading in Genesis 1, all too often we started Genesis 3 with the fall, and we forget that we were created, first of all, in God's image. Adam and Eve, created in God's image, created and designed to work, and work was not a curse of the fall. Work was something they were given to do from the beginning. They were given all of creation to steward, to tend, to make better, to add value to toil is the work of the fall. And here's what I really believe. Any work can be sacred. Any hustle can be holy. So absolutely, we want to hustle in a healthy way, for sure. Not not in unhealthy ways, but any hustle, any hustle can be holy. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take out that worksheet, print it out, look at it, scan it. If you, if you got a remarkable tablet or you got a digital tablet, maybe you just want to sketch right into that. Think about this. What is your 10x potential? What, what is it? Not the best that you could do, but, but just envision it. Because Paul says in Ephesians 3, 19 through 20, that because of the one that's in you, you're not able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask, think, or imagine. So what would it mean for you to 10x. Now, now break it down and do the math. What, what would it actually look like? What would the profit engine look like? This is a, a slide that I share in Amplify. It's one of the courses that we have on our website that teaches people how to multiply and monetize their message. If they've got a, a book or a course or coaching or a membership, or they've got something they want to say, and they, they just need to draw people in so they can see what it is that their message actually is. I mean, break it down. And we teach people to do that. Hey, if you now I'm gonna use some numbers that we can wrap around in our head and just do without a calculator. Now you can add as many zeros to this as you wanted to infinitely, but but break it down. Like, what does it mean to 10x? If you wanted to make ten thousand dollars, what would it mean for a two hundred dollar course? Well, you got to sell fifty of those and you make ten thousand dollars. Or what does it mean you're coaching clients? If you're coaching them at two thousand dollars per client, you sell five of them, you made that ten thousand dollars. What does it mean if, if it's a customer or if it's a book or it's another low ticket offer? Maybe it's not a book for you on that top line. It's a six dollar, and you know you sell sixteen hundred and sixty seven of those. Maybe it's ten thousand dollars. Again, break it down and actually. Spell it out. What does it take to make $100,000 a year with one-time purchases? How would you make 100000 a year? And of course, if you want to make a million a year, just keep, keep adding zeros to this. Well, if you've got a $200 product, you need to sell 500 of them. If you've got a $4,000 product, you need to sell 25 of them. You can look at the math of everything in between right there. By the way, all these slides are available for you as well, all with the replay information about that coming up. If you wanted to make 
thousand dollars a year with recurring purchases. So this is where people are paying you something every month. Now notice it shifts. A seventeen dollar product they're paying you every single month, seventeen dollars. Still five hundred of them. That's that's a hundred thousand dollars a year. Let's go to the middle. Eighty three dollars a month. You sell hundred of those. That's about a hundred thousand dollars a year from eighty three dollar purchases. Uh, look at the very bottom line here on this chart. Three hundred and thirty three dollars a month. Twenty five. Customers doing that, that's $100,000 a year. And again, you can add zeros. We're using math that we can work with with, with our head you know, while we're driving or running or doing whatever it is you're doing. Maybe you're even doing the yard right now. Again, think more about it. More visioneering here for you. More just kind of looking at it and spelling it out. Go back to comprehensive ROI, or ROI, return on investment. I want you to financially gain from what you're learning right now and really be able to expand that in terms of money, in terms of your time and energy, in terms of your focus, in terms of a return on your investment. But look at the bottom here. What about a return on your client investment? Not, not only what does it mean for your profitability in terms of how you fill this out on your worksheet, but what about your time and energy? What about their time and energy? What about their focus? What, what about the ROI right here on the last line for your clients. Now, here's what I want to say as we go forward. Uh, you may see a few questions and concepts in this training that follow and initially seem not to apply to you. Here's what I want to say. When that comes up, when you see it, keep listening or continue watching, though some of it might seem like it doesn't apply, 90% of it will. And if you hang on, Till the end, it's all going to boomerang back, okay? In the next section, we're going to move into two, your personal background. Here's a question that we receive quite often is, how can you help? Or, or sometimes people say, well, 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 can you help me in my situation? And that always reminds me, oh, we need to bring more clarity to our messaging and dial in our website and our communication a little bit more. As you might know, this is an ongoing process. And so I've received that question enough. I thought, hey, let me just bring some clarity to that. There are really three broad ways that we can help you. Uh, number one is some people come to us and they say, what I need is really just content or information. Whether it comes in the form of a book or a mini course or a full blown master class, mega type course with downloads and worksheets and all of those. So a little bit of information or a lot of information, we can help you in that lane. That means you're really wanting to publish a book or create a course or amplify your message or learn about the systems and processes that we use, understand how the publishing game, the messaging, dialing in your message works, but you really think, hey, if I have the information, I can do it. And so if we can serve you in that level and you just need the content, that's something that we can do. Um, if you are in a second group of people, some people say, well, I, I really prefer coaching and interaction. I, I want somebody to walk with me through the process. 
Now, when we do that, coaching, we always provide you with information and content, but we start a different sort of relationship to where we interact, whether that's a group coaching community um, that's larger and open to a lot of people, or whether it's a more unique, small group mastermind, or even one-to-one coaching, we can serve you at that level and we can give you the content and walk with you. And then there's a third group of people that say, hey, I I don't necessarily just need the information or the coaching and the interaction. I actually want to engage you to implement this for me. I want to talk about contracting you, whether it's to ghostwrite my book or it's to advise on a situation or it's to help me build out a scenario or a framework or whatever it is that you might feel like you need we can help you in that lane as well so whether it's again just to repeat number one content and information we can do that or whether it's coaching and interaction we can do that or that third level uh, really contract and implement the stuff for you turnkey done for you projects we can do that as well here's the best place to go best place is to go to the homepage of our website and there's a button that says start here and it'll take you to the bottom of the page where it just says which one of these best describes you and so you just choose i'm, I'm a business leader or i'm an online marketer or I'm, I'm new, or I'm a writer, I'm a speaker, I'm a nonprofit leader, I'm whatever it is that you are, choose that, and then you just tell us on the next page, I prefer content and information, or I really want to talk to you about coaching and interaction, or I prefer contract, implement it, get it done for me, and whatever you decide there, it will take you to the next best step. Questions, comments, there's a button at the top that says contact us. We always reply, same business day. I'll talk to you soon. Because we really want to help you amplify, that is multiply, monetize the mission, the message that you have to shape the ideas, the words that are in your head and share them with the world.